0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today
1: FM. So, on yesterday's programme, we had with us the chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council, uh, Mary Donnelly, and she was bigging up the purchase of electric vehicles and encouraging the government to put more supports in place for the purchase of such vehicles. And we got an enormous reaction particularly to the discussion I had with her in relation to the second-hand market for electric cars as to whether you would get a good price when you sold a second-hand electric car, particularly if there were concerns about how much longer the battery was going to last. Because quite a few people, Geraldine Herbert, uh, motoring editor of the Sunday Independent, got in touch to suggest that the price of replacing a battery can be very, very high. And that, as a result, reduces the resale value of a second-hand EV. What's the situation?
2: Okay, I, I think to be honest, Matt, that fear of replacing an, an, an EV battery is, is far greater than the actual reality. And um, the reality is, the car manufacturers guarantee batteries up to eight years or 160,000 kilometres. Now, that's far in excess of what um, is guaranteed for petrol and diesel cars. The other thing to remember is the average age of a car on Irish roads at the moment is about nine years. So, I mean, the, you know, there isn't that much difference between electric cars what they'll last for. Now, the, the sort of average lifespan of a battery is at, at least ten years, and it's it's estimated to be much longer than that. So it really isn't a concern. Plus, if something goes wrong, normally they can actually be uh, repaired rather than replaced. So I I think it's important to get past that idea. The other thing, just um, to the point to make, Matt, is you can get the battery checked when you're buying a second-hand EV. Any place that services an electric car can check it for you, and you can know then what life is left in it. So you're not buying blind.
1: Okay. we also have Derek O'Reilly with us, who's General
0: Manager of Nevo.ie, which is what exactly, Derek? where people can go along and learn and educate themselves on that transition to an electric vehicle, all that fear uncertainty and doubt that's in the marketplace at the moment but also understanding the range of models that are available but also the range that they go on the on the road as well. So you might want something just for the town and city you might want something with the longest range so nevo.e will give you all that education.
1: Okay, what about the issue of the the lifespan of the battery? Because in particular a number of the text messages I received yesterday and in previous days have been from Taxi drivers who do high mileage, who are encouraged to buy electric and who have been quoted, according to them, prices like €16,000 to replace a battery.
0: Yeah, what we're seeing is there is this one story floating around social media. I haven't heard it from anybody else. I know a lot of taxi drivers that have gone electric recently. There was a big grant available from the Department of Transport. But then, so taxi drivers that would originally have gone electric a couple of years ago, they would have gone with an older technology. And so the mileage that taxis put up, sometimes they need to replace that battery. So people are holding on to this one story. We, there's but how difficult and how expensive is it to
1: replace a battery?
0: Not at, not at all. It's literally a cassette that sits out underneath the four wheels and puts it back up into it again like Geraldine was talking about. And you can also get into that battery cassette and take out individual modules if they're the ones that have failed. So the replacement of a, a, an electric battery pack Overall, can be expensive, but like that, every day of the week, there's combustion engines blowing up. We don't hear anything about that, so it's very much focusing on the fringe cases. But is there a second-hand market in electric vehicles at present? Huge. There is absolutely huge. What's happening is because people can't get new electric vehicles, they're actually paying more for a secondhand electric vehicle rather than waiting the six or eight or 12 months to get a new electric vehicle. So, uh, having a secondhand vehicle, electric vehicle, if you had it one, two, three years, sometimes. It won't have cost you anything when you trade it in because the value has gone up so much on it. So you'd have ran a car or a van, whatever it may be, for two, three years, and because the resale price retail price is higher than when you bought it, it's actually going to cost you nothing in, in actual. The but is that cost. all
1: for relatively new electric vehicles? Because as you were just saying, the technology has improved. It's the six to eight and ten-year-old electric vehicles
0: that you might have. Might they have relatively little value? No, still a huge retail, huge uh, value for them. In second-hand market because people are seeing the price of petrol and diesel going up and energy costs going up. And what we see is people are interested in getting into that electric, not just for running costs, but potentially for environmental reasons. We
1: are getting questions from listeners and they want to know what is the price of actually replacing the battery? The whole battery? Depending
0: on the make, depending on the model, could be €15,000, could be €10,000 so there's a range of it. But that's a
1: lot of money for a replacement
0: battery to keep an old car, isn't it? Absolutely. So what we're doing is, uh, there are organisations out there that will take a a Nissan Leaf Generation one, as an example, thousands of on Irish roads, and they'll take out a battery that hasn't got a huge amount of range, and they'll put in a battery for seven, eight thousand euros with a slightly bigger range. So to replace the whole battery could be fifteen thousand, but to replace and an old battery and put it in it could be down as low as seven or eight thousand euros.
1: You see, there's a listener here, Geraldine, saying I just spent eight hundred euro on a new engine for my motor car, so your electric battery coming in at more than ten times that is going to perhaps put people off.
2: Yeah, it is. But as I said, Matt, it's fairly rare to have to replace it completely and you're not buying it. Know- you know, you buy it knowing how long is left in it. you're not going to be suddenly left stranded with a battery that has just collapsed. You also have to look at the running costs as well. I mean, they're so much cheaper over a lifetime for um, an electric car compared to petrol and diesel. So you have to factor in all of these things. But it's the the life of the battery that
1: matters. Yeah, OK, and we know that the price of a litre of petrol or diesel has gone up dramatically, although the government has done certain things to try and mitigate against that. But the price of your electricity bills at home is flying up as well. And we're now hearing suggestions. We heard, Last night's programme, we heard Cal Thomas and Marion McKeon talking about California, where now people are told not to charge their car on a Sunday. I mean, is there not the danger that if we're having restrictions placed on electricity usage, Why the hell would anyone then decide now is the time to be moving over to an electric car?
2: Well, remember, most people will not charge their electric car every night. I mean, if you have a car, a relatively new electric car that does 300, 400 kilometres a week, the chances are you could be charging that once a week. You certainly don't need to. And I mean, the chances are we're not going to have that frequent um, you know, blackouts that it's going to be a week year, you know, an everyday case or an every few days case. So you can work around that. So that shouldn't be an issue and it certainly shouldn't put people off. The other thing is, yes, there's been hikes in ESB and uh, uh, other providers in terms of the, the rates, but they're still considerably lower. Like if you're on a night rate, it's considerably lower to charge your electric car than it is at any filling station and at any fuel price at any time. So,
1: Derek, what are the running costs for an electric car as against
0: a conventional petrol or diesel engine car? Over the average uh, mileage of a car in Ireland, so 16,000 kilometres is what the reckon is the average if you're paying current petrol diesel prices around 188, 189 versus a nitrate electricity tariff like Geraldine was talking about, you can save around €1,600 Euros over the year by running an electric car versus a... And that's not even talking about solar where you'd be able to charge your car off solar in essence for free. I know you're putting the solar panels up and there's the initial cost, but you're getting energy so for how free. Many, how many people have done that to date, putting solar panels on their cars? Oh, lots. As in solar panels on the roof of their house and then powering oh, their car off. It, I was wondering, were you are suggesting that the car was the no, there are cars that. in development that have solar panels built into the all walls of the car as well. Yeah. Derek, there are people want to know about the lithium in the battery
1: thing. Isn't it extracted at an extremely high carbon cost?
0: Absolutely. So it takes about maybe one, two, three years before the actual carbon footprint of that electric vehicle from manufacture of battery and the actual shell and body of the car itself versus a petrol car as a lower carbon footprint initially but the running of that petrol or diesel car has a constant carbon output and this is what we need to start thinking about and yes there are concerns out there but and in the longer game we want to look at if the city is being powered by electric buses and electric cars, the air quality the pollution, etc, et etc, cetera, et cetera, at that city center, that urban conurbation is much better
1: uh, Jerry and Kerry says you are picking out every negative in relation to electric cars and highlighting all of these rare occurrences it's like an ice engine, it never breaks down we're asking the questions, Jerry, that people want answered, and if these cars are as good as they're said to be, then the answers will be forthcoming, and they will convince people won't they? So, uh, another listener says, no electric option for vans with decent range. Are there any hydrogen-powered
0: vans on the market? No, not in Ireland. There are no hydrogen-powered stations for access to the public. i take whoever the listener said there's no electric vans available on the market. I'm just after putting out a, a review on the Volkswagen ID Buzz cargo that has 400-kilometre range. So as an electric van that's just after launching with 400-kilometre range and the fact that you could top it up overnight for five or six euros. As a business owner, there are a lot more businesses looking at their running costs, their CSR, their environmental pledges as to what it takes to run that business. So electric vans are coming and they're coming fast.
1: Uh, A lot of people want to know about servicing electric cars. Do they have to be serviced more often than the petrol and diesel? And how much does the servicing cost? It's actually
0: like a safety check because there's much less fluids. With a combustion engine, what you're doing is because it's trying to eat itself apart and you're using oils to lubricate it, so it doesn't eat itself. Whereas with an electric uh, vehicle, you've got a battery pack, you've got an electric motor. There are much less moving parts and so less wear and tear. So servicing costs are much less as well and less frequent. Uh, Geraldine, as Greg and Kildare says, to dispose of these batteries is extremely
1: costly and it also damages the environment.
2: Well, no, the batteries are actually recycled. They can be used, I mean, because once they get to below 80%, they're no longer useful for the car because it would actually deplete the range. But they can be used for stationary storage, for grid storage, for solar panels, for those sort of things. And there's also um, attempts at the moment to actually recycle, to take the, the precious materials that are in them out again. That's a, a, it's a difficult process, but it's been done as well. So, no, they're being recycled or refurbished.
1: Listener says, look up a lithium mine, environmentally friendly, all right. I suppose that is sarcasm, isn't it? Um, Listeners want to know
0: Listeners suggest tyres work quickly on an electric car due to the weight of the batteries No there's specific electric electric vehicle tyre compounds that have been manufactured to take the weight but also have a less rolling resistance so they're better they provide better range so yeah there's specific tyres for electric vehicles
1: Conrad wants to know Geraldine is tax and insurance cheaper using an electric car? And the motor
2: tax is cheaper. The insurance might be higher than, because they're more expensive to buy, your insurance is often based on the purchase price, you know, the the actual value of the car, so they could be slightly higher for that reason, but for no other reason except just that they're an expensive car to buy.
1: Okay, Derek, listener,
0: wants to know, what are the seven-seat EV options? Out there, Tesla Model Y, when it comes back on, um, the Volkswagen ID Buzz cargo, with the, or sorry, the passenger van with the longer version, Mercedes-Benz EQB, uh, Citroen Berlingo. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're out there if people want them. Three rows. Uh, Geraldine, listener, says, what's healthier
1: for the environment, buying a new EV or driving your current car into the ground, considering the carbon footprint of producing a new EV?
2: Yeah, there's two schools of thought on that one. Some people feel that if once you put in the investment, the, you know, the emissions are, are, have already been generated, that the, the greener option is to keep driving your car and the others say you should replace it because of the pollutants, because of air pollution and all of that. It really comes down to what you're in a position to do, to be honest.
1: OK, there are so many messages flying in in relation to this. There seems to be a lot of interest, Geraldine, but still a degree of scepticism. And particularly a lot of people very concerned, still saying it's still too expensive for them to make the jump.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, still, there's still quite a large gap between petrol and diesel and um, electric cars. And I know we keep stressing the running costs and everything, but people just see that initial price. The other problem is the second-hand market. There's just such a short um, supply at the moment, and one of the biggest problems with that is because we're post-Brexit, it's just not an attractive option to take cars in from the UK. And the original target of having one million EVs on the road by 2030 was based on a, it was a pre-Brexit target. Now, as I said, it's just not it's just not attractive. So those cars are not coming into the market. If they were, we would have a more plentiful supply of second-hand cars, and there just be would there would be more options for people. There just isn't at the moment, and I think that's where the frustration is.
1: And Derek, just to finish with you from Nevo.ie, a lot of people are saying, look, even if they wanted to, they can't because they live in an apartment or they live where there's no off-street parking and maybe their employer doesn't provide charging at work
0: mm. yeah well a lot of local authorities and with nevo.e we, we offer that consultancy service where we're working with local authorities to advise them on charging hubs in locals like Dublin or any large urban conurbation but it could be any town area that people are living in apartments so there will be these fast charging hubs where people can go 30 minutes and they've topped up their car for the week so uh, the solutions are there OK, but that sorry, that would
1: suggest that you might be better off waiting until the technology improves even more and the services
0: rather than making the jump now. The thousands of EB drivers out there at the moment, Matt, that are doing this rather than waiting. and Because the government grants and subsidies won't be there all the time. So as much as people think they're expensive now, once that government grant and, and VRT re- 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 relief comes off again, there's going to be a balancing act there, whether you jump now or whether you wait. Derek O'Reilly
1: from Nivo.ie, Geraldine Herbert from the Sunday Independent. Thank you for joining us. The last word with
2: Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty